Breezy Tuesday morning. Welcome aboard. Dave Schumacher here. 27th of February. Zach's on the other end punching the buttons. Zach, it was a balmy spring day yesterday. It got, hot summer it got day. windy. Man, yeah. oh man. It's going to be a summer day today and a dead of winter <laughs> day Arctic tomorrow. Arctic cold tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Arctic cold tomorrow. All in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Y'all figure it out. Ah, yeah, people making gardens. Oh, they're rolling everybody's out. Some guys are working some dirt. You'd think it was the 1st of May, the way everybody's acting. But as I've said, and I still believe it. Now, I could be wrong, but I really don't think so. I feel it in my old bones that we'll still shovel snow before we seriously mow grass. Mm -hmm. Just write that one down. Farmer Dave, you heard it here on the Farmer Dave Show. Uh, car market finally pulled back out of the out of the three dollar bracket yesterday. We're back over the four, gained a little bit. Uh, pretty solid trade yesterday. Maybe have we bottomed out? Maybe was that the number that did we have to break through the four dollar mark in order to get this thing to, to uh, up the, upright the ship and get it turned back the other way? We're we're seeing a little bit more strength in the overnight trade. Beans are up double digit. We'll take a look at those as well. And yeah, the projected meat prices for twenty four have come out. USDA Livestock Analyst, Shale Shagum, is going to take a look at those numbers for us as well. We've got a lot to get to. We've got an Illinois Farm Bureau report today that we didn't get yesterday because Zach talked too much about $3 corn. Yeah, my bad. But, yeah, it was all your fault. <laughs> uh, so we'll get that in today as well. We've got a lot to do. A lot of it's got to do about the weather. Let's get started. What do you got, Zach? We are at 63 degrees outside right now. Time is 5.07. Weather and sports are coming up. A suspect is dead after an officer involved shooting in Jefferson County. Investigators say deputies were attempted to serve an arrest warrant yesterday morning at a mobile home along the 400 block of Montauk near Festus. That's when the suspect, Anthony Stratman Jr., retreated inside of the mobile home and locked the door. A relative let deputies in through a back door. Stratman allegedly threatened deputies with a hammer, and that's when he was tased. Investigators say he allegedly continued to threaten deputies with the hammer, and that's when one of the deputies shot and killed him. Stratman was charged last week with making a terrorist threat for allegedly threatening to shoot judges at the Jefferson County Courthouse. Metro East man is facing 50 years in prison for a fatal fire. That sentence was handed down yesterday to 41-year-old Michael Sloan. He pleaded guilty back in January to murder in a 2022 arson at a home in Troy that claimed the life of 69-year-old Suzanne Tomlinson. The victim was the mother of Sloan's girlfriend. Prosecutors say Sloan sprayed his girlfriend with gasoline and attempted to set her on fire after they had an argument. The woman managed to escape. That's when Sloan entered Tomlinson's duplex on Woodthrush and set it on fire. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley sent a letter to his Republican colleagues in the Senate urging them to reauthorize the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, which is set to expire this spring. The Republican lawmaker from Missouri says without his critical funding, American victims of Manhattan Project-era radiation will be denied the compensation they need to treat diseases and cancers caused by the federal government's nuclear waste. Metro Transit customers who use the Central West and Metrolink station and or the Swansea Transit Center should be aware of upcoming construction work that may affect their commute. 
the West Stairway at the Central West End Metrolink Station will be closed this weekend starting Friday evening to allow crews to perform maintenance work on the station platform. It will reopen Sunday evening. Then on March, March 4th, Metro Transit will start a multi-phase maintenance and enhancement project at the Park Ride Lot at the Swansea Transit Center. This project is expected to take several months and includes resurfacing the lot, replacing bus loops, repairing sewer inlets, and other maintenance needs. The project is broken up in several phases to minimize the impact of construction to customers by focusing only on select areas during each phase. If you are looking for a place to view the upcoming solar eclipse, KTRS's Jim Fairchild has details on one possibility. The Illinois Department of Agriculture announces online registration for campers at the DeCoin State Fairgrounds. The Eclipse Weekend Package is $100 for a four-night stay, Friday, April 5th through Tuesday, April 9th, for a 50-by-20-foot campsite. The DeCoin State Fairgrounds are located within 20 miles of the solar eclipse Path of Totality, occurring April 8th. While the entire country will experience a partial solar eclipse, only a narrow Path of Totality will experience a total solar eclipse. You can register online at the DeCoin State Fairgrounds website. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Time now is 5:11. Taking a look at that KTRS forecast today, mostly sunny, high of 80 degrees tonight. Temperatures drop with a massive cold front moving through. Strong storms possible tonight as we drop down to a low of 22 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of just 39. It's currently 63 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Flipping over to sports, Cardinals have signed veteran shortstop Brandon Crawford, the former three-time All-Star of the San Francisco Giants, will provide some insurance for the Birds as Mason Wynn tries to establish himself in the big leagues. St. Louis City SC takes on Houston in Texas for the second leg of their Champions Cup first-round series. A win would advance City onto the next round, but they could advance even in a loss depending on the final score. The Blues are in Winnipeg tonight and play the Jets. It will be the first of a back-to-back game, as the Blue Note will be in Edmonton tomorrow night to take on the Oilers. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. Farmer Dave is next. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America.
remarkable cows. And wherever we go, it's a fabulous show. Oh, you know we are cows. That's right, we're cows. Uh, coming up on 514 Such on this Tuesday morning, 27th cows. of February. Zach, in your sports, you forgot to talk about the about the kids' hockey. I, I, want, I, yeah, I didn't want to talk about it this morning. I knew it's uh, listeners are just going to yeah. be bummed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little gush. Mm. Um, O'Fallon High School hockey team uh, playing Edwardsville hockey team in the best of three championship. I don't know if this is the championship round. I think this is worse than regular hockey. They they keep playing and they keep playing and they. I, I don't know when we actually get to the end and who gets <laughs> to be the champion here. I don't know exactly how this works. Uh, but we were up at the R and P Lumber Hockey Facility in Edwardsville last night. We've been up there a couple of times. Great mm-hmm. facility, uh, great crowd. Place was packed, and uh, yeah, so it went back and forth, back and forth, um, and it was up. Uh, the uh, O'Fallon was up four to three. Uh, Gus got an assist and a goal last night. So uh, right. congratulations good, to good him. For him. Had, yeah. a, good, he had mm-hmm. a good game. Had a good game. And and you know you're a hockey player, so you mm-hmm. you kind of understand how this happens. Uh, one of the O'Fallon kids made a pass. Well. It got intercepted, and it was off to the races, and score. Tied it up. Edwardsville, 4-4. Time runs out. They go to the shootout. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if there's anything more exciting in hockey than the shootout. Now, that's that's one-on-one, you know, shooter against goalie. You put your best guys out there, Mm -hmm. and... uh, O'Fallon lost it in the shootout. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's the worst way, way to lose, lose right there. Tough way to lose one. Mm-hmm. So they play again tonight out at McKendry, out at the uh, O'Fallon Sports Complex, Lebanon Sports Complex. I don't know which which they officially call that. But anyway, we're out in we're back in town on the O'Fallon's home ice tonight. So maybe we can Maybe we can get that done. I think it's seven thirty. They play those games, so at least you got a chance to uh, bounce back. Yeah, it's the best of uh, mm-hmm. best of three thing. The last round, they lost the first one and came back and won the second two. There you go. So we're still right. in it. Yeah. We're still in it. That's yeah. how my so, high school career ended: was a loss in a shootout. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be Down at huh. the uh, wasn't Enterprise Center, but we were playing at, Scott, I think it was Scott Trade Center at the time, where the Blues play mm-hmm. at the championship, and we lost in a shootout. Yeah. If I'd have been playing in school, we'd have been playing in the checker dome. <laughs> 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 if that gives you any indication. But we weren't. We were playing on pawns because it, youth hockey back in those days, I don't I don't even know if it existed, more or less, in in our immediate area, because mm-hmm. I, sure, I sure don't remember any. The only hockey we got was out on the ponds when they froze. Where so. you were falling through the ice, apparently. When I was falling through wow. the ice, yeah. Don't even bring that up. <laughs> so, anyway, you won't fall through the ice today, but you might tomorrow. We'll have that forecast <laughs> for you coming up in just a little bit. It's a little breezy out there again tomorrow. We were hoping to uh, seed some uh, pasture today, this morning. I thought, boy, maybe it'll be laying. You know, a lot of times in the morning, mm-hmm. just for you know after daylight, it, that wind lays down, kind of gets quiet. I'm not too sure it's going to happen this morning because it is pretty breezy. Yeah, it's going to stick around today and looks like tomorrow, but it'll die down on Thursday. Uh, yeah, well, they're calling for 40 mile an hour gusts tomorrow, so it's going to be it's going to be windy tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, 
nasty. Mm-hmm. I'm showing 11 miles an hour right here now. I, I do out of the straight out of the south. I guess that's bringing that bringing that warm air in. Last night about nine o'clock after the hockey game, we came out and it smelled like rain. I think it rained a little bit. I had a yeah, I had a couple couple drops on the uh, driveway this morning. Yeah, so it rained. Looks like it was a, just a quick spot shower, just white drizzle last night for a little bit, but not yeah. much. Mm-hmm. We came out the door, and I go, I told Pam, I said, "Boy, it smells like rain, and everything was kind of not wet, but just kind of damp." So I don't know. I guess something went through the area last night. Oh well, we'll have that full forecast for you coming up. Let's get over to the markets. You have some good news in the car and trade. We pushed back through the four dollar mark. Uh, they ended up with gains of anywhere from six to eight cents. Uh, Dr. Cardinaire estimating the preliminary 24-25 corn yield between 179 and 180 bushels per acre, which would bring the production on 92 million acres to 15.05 billion bushels of corn. And, yeah, the world is not running out of corn. Polish protesters reportedly vandalized rail cars loaded with Ukrainian grain. Uh, reportedly destroying 160 metric tons, spilled the grain. Uh, they are reporting that it was corn. Uh, reporters mentioned that this was the fourth incident, though the other three had taken place at the border. Uh, March corn closed at 407, up seven. May closed at 421, up eight cents a bushel. Over on the overnight trade, we're about a half cent higher right down the board with March at 407. May's at 422. July's at 434. September new crop at 444. And that's up three quarters. December of 24 trading at 457. That's up a half cent a bushel. So uh, a little bit of strength in that corn market. Maybe we've got it turned around and going our direction. Over on the uh, soybean trade. Uh, yesterday, we saw, eh, we're going to call it about three, three and a half cents higher when it was all said and done. Soy meal futures also firmed up to close uh, mixed on the day, mostly higher within a $3 a ton trading range. Soy oil futures stayed near their midday quotes for the close, just 20 points off of the day's high on a 38 to 42 cent gain. Dr. Cardinier released his preliminary soybean supply estimate for 24.25, expecting a 52 bushel per acre yield on 87.5 million acres for a crop of 4.5 billion bushels. Brazil's soybean harvest was marked at 38% complete. A fire caused a disruption to export loading out of the uh, Paraguay uh, uh, port, but they say it has uh, been repaired and they are back up and running. March beans closed at 11.36 up three. May beans at 11.45 up three and a half cents a bushel. Over on the overnight, well, we continue that uptick. We're 10 cents higher in the nearby March at 11.46. May's up 10 as well. At 11.45, November new crops up 8 at 11.38 in January at 11.48. That's up eight and a quarter cents. Over on the wheat trade, we were uh, we're going to call it about three to eight cents higher yesterday, with the nearby March contract settling out at five seventy seven. July new crop five seventy seven as well. That's up seven. December trading at five ninety nine, up eight and a quarter. Just not able to push through that six dollar mark. Over on the overnight, we're giving a little of it back. March is at five seventy six, down three quarters. July wheat at five seventy four down two and a quarter, and December at five ninety seven, also down 
two cents a bushel. Five, what is it, 521 already on this Tuesday morning. We'll take a quick break. We'll take a look at the livestock and a look at that forecast for the rest of the week. Whether you like it or not, we got to do it. We'll have that for you right after the break. Are you living with joint pain? Living with chronic or severe hip or knee pain should not mean giving up the things you love. Pain from arthritis and joint degeneration can be constant or come and go. It's common for patients to try medication and other conservative treatments to treat their knee or hip pain. If you haven't experienced adequate relief with those treatment options, you may be a candidate for a Mako Smart Robotics partial or total knee or hip replacement, which may provide you with relief from your joint pain. Signature Orthopedics Dr. Christopher Palmer specializes in robotic hip and knee replacements using a minimally invasive technology to provide patients with relief from arthritis and joint pain. Less invasive means less painful and faster recovery times. Learn more at drpalmerortho.com. You don't have to live with joint pain. Go to drpalmerortho.com to learn more and schedule your appointment and get back to the things you love. Before you put your home on the market, before you have to pay money fixing it up to sell it, before you have to pay real estate commissions, call me. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I will buy your home. Any property, any condition, anywhere, and always as is. Call me, Mike Robinson with Robank Properties at 314-283-0867. That's 314-283-0867. You have nothing to lose when you call Robank Properties at 314-283-0867. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra for Disney's Encanto in Concert. Experience the heartwarming tale of the extraordinary madrigals come alive on the big screen as your SLSO performs the film's magical Academy Award-winning soundtrack live. March 9th and 10th at Steeple Theater. Tickets on sale now at slso.org. Presentation licensed by Disney Concerts. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 524, as you said, we'll have that forecast for you coming up in just a minute. You're running out the door. Eh, You're all right today. You probably won't even need a jacket, but this time tomorrow morning, you will definitely be looking for the coat. Let's run over to the livestock trade. Cattle market was Mixed anywhere from twelve to fifty-seven cents higher. Feeders were fifty cents to a dollar fifty-two lower. Uh, they sold some cattle. Uh, reported late last week. Nothing yesterday. Late last week, anywhere from one eighty to one eighty-four. The bulk of the sales took place at two to three dollars higher, and at one eighty-two, a few at one eighty-three. Monthly cattle on feed report, as we talked about yesterday, came out on Friday, showed eleven point seven nine million head were on feed February one. That was a half a percent above February of 23 count and a few more than expected in the pre-report. NAS cold storage data showed beef stocks were 475.4 million pounds in January. That was down from 480 million pounds in December and was the lowest January stock number since 2014. Yeah, the beef supply is tightening up. USDA's box beef prices were stronger Monday afternoon. Choice was up 118. Selects were 168 higher at 287.99. Numbers for Monday estimated at 122,000. That was up from 104 last week. That was President's Day and 2,000 head below 
the same week last year. February cattle closed at 185.72, up 12. April was up 20 at 188.10. June at 184.10, up 22. March feeder cattle closed at 253.05. That was down 152. And the April feeders at 258.90, down 107. Some of that coming off a little bit of a upward tick in the corn market. Over in the pork complex, monthly cold storage data there counted uh, 468 million pounds of pork in the coolers for January. That was up from 427 in December, but almost 10% tighter versus January of 23. Pork bellies were marked at 64 million pounds. That's down from 70 million pounds last year. Cutout value came in at 90.99. That was 17 cents lower yesterday afternoon. USDA estimating the numbers 492,000. That's up from 490 last week and compares to 483 the same Monday last year. April hogs closed at 86.27, down 92. May closed at 90.75, down a dime. And the April cutouts closed at 93.30, up seven points. Well, if you haven't heard, there's weather on the way. Let's head over to the weather desk. Zach, I know you don't write it. You just have to read it. What do you got? Yeah, I'll see if I can keep up with this forecast. It is 63 degrees outside right now. It's going to be partly sunny today, high of 82 degrees this afternoon. It will be windy as well. Expect wind to continue today and into tomorrow. This afternoon, they're calling for wind gusts as high as 35 miles an hour. Again, 82 degrees the high today. But late tonight, we have a massive cold front moving through the area as temperatures drop out tonight. They're calling for a low of 25 degrees overnight tonight. And there is a chance of some strong thunderstorms that are going to move through the area between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. tonight. Some of those storms could be severe. They will be spot showers and quick and quickly moving, but they are calling for damaging winds and hail possible if you are hit by one of these storms. Low again of 26 degrees overnight tonight. Could see some snow flurries after 1 a.m. and into the early morning tomorrow. Little to no accumulation is expected, but again, that rain is expected to move over to some snow flurries overnight tonight. Sunny tomorrow, high of just 39 degrees. And again, windy tomorrow as well. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles an hour on Wednesday morning. The wind chill, I know, Farmer Dave, you take care of the wind chill usually, but as of tomorrow morning, they're calling for a wind chill of four degrees tomorrow morning. Again, <laughs> again, yeah, 40, just 39 degrees the high on Wednesday and a low of 20 on Wednesday night. For Thursday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 50 degrees and a low of 37 on Thursday night. Could see some showers Thursday night into Friday with a high of 54 degrees and a low of 42 on Friday night. Then for the weekend, Saturday, sunny, upper 60s for the high. And on Sunday, some showers expected in the afternoon. It will be partly cloudy with a high of 75 degrees. Showers expected overnight Sunday and into Monday of next week with a high of 70 on Monday. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. I had to turn on the outside deck microphone. It's, oof, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? You almost have to wear your shorts under your coveralls. <sighs> yeah, I usually say take a light jacket. And if you're, I mean, if you're taking yeah. a weekday trip or something, I don't just take everything. How do you pack? How take do you everything. pack for, mm-hmm. for that kind of weather? I don't know. I'm showing 58 degrees here in rural Belleville. Winds are coming due out of the, straight up out of the south at 11 miles an hour. Humidity, yeah, up at 93. 
Uh, dew points at 58, visibilities at 9 miles. Sun up at 634 and sundown at 550. So, yeah, if you don't like the weather, stick around because over the next three days, you'll have a little bit of everything. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We'll take a quick break for some news. we got the Illinois Farm Bureau report. Grain and oil seed stock numbers are out for 2425. We'll take a look at that as well right after the break. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're here for all of life's wins. Like when you get a new car, or a new boat, or a new driver, or when your son moves out, but your mom moves in, or you find out you're expecting, or when one rental property turns into two, then 20, or you realize they're all in Tornado Alley. Life is full of life events, so call your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent, or visit mofbinsurance.com to find an agent near you, and we'll make sure you have the right coverage for each of life's wins. Planning a trip to the lake soon? Headed down for the weekend? Or a quick detour after a Mizzou game? Michael's Steak Chalet is a must-stop. Michael's was voted Best Filet and Most Romantic Restaurant for 2023. Set high atop the 28-mile marker, Michael's delivers a postcard view of Lake of the Ozarks. Their covered patio and wine garden is perfect for destination weddings, family gatherings, or your next business meeting. Check them out. Theplaceforsteaks.com. ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. President Biden telling late night with Seth Meyers that work continues on a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, especially with Ramadan approaching. He also says the Israelis have promised to evacuate civilians from the southern Gaza city of Rafah before beginning any more wide scale assaults. Israel has slowed down the attacks in Rafah. They have to and they've made a commitment to me. They're going to see to it that there's ability to evacuate significant portions of Rafa. It's primary election day in Michigan. Some Arab American voters in suburban Detroit are vowing to write uncommitted instead of selecting Biden's name because of what's happening in Gaza. The polls open in about a half hour today. Congressional leaders will be at the White House to discuss funding for Ukraine and Israel, as well as avoiding a government shutdown. In less than a month, Donald Trump's hush money criminal trial involving Stormy Daniels begins. Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg asking the judge to impose a gag order to protect court staff. This is ABC News. Sixty-three degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. A woman is in critical condition after a shooting in St. Peter's. Police say this happened around 9 p.m. last night along Rose uh, Marie Court. There's no word on a motive or of any arrests. A suspect is dead after an officer-involved shooting in Jefferson County. Investigators say deputies were attempting to serve a, an arrest warrant yesterday morning at a mobile home along the 400 block of Montauk near Festus. That's when the suspect, Anthony Stratman Jr., retreated inside the mobile home and locked the door. A relative let deputies in through the back door. Stratman allegedly threatened deputies with a hammer, and that's when he was tased. Investigators say he continued to threaten deputies with the hammer, and that's when one of the deputies shot and killed him. Stratman was charged last week with making a terrorist threat for allegedly threatening to shoot judges at the Jefferson County Courthouse. A Metro East man is facing 50 years in prison for a fatal fire. That sentence was handed down yesterday to 41-year-old Michael Sloan. He pleaded guilty back in January to murder to the murder in a 2022 arson at a home in Troy that claimed the life of 69-year-old Suzanne Tomlinson. The victim was the mother of Sloan's girlfriend. Prosecutors say Sloan sprayed his girlfriend with gasoline and attempted to set her on fire after they had an argument. The woman managed to escape. That's when Sloan entered Tomlinson's duplex on Woodthrush and set it on fire. 
Following the death of Alexei Navalny, U.S. Senator Majority Whip Dick Durbin of Illinois and U.S. Senator Bill Cassidy of Maryland introduced legislation to rename a section of the street near the Russian ambassador to the United States residence as Alexei Navalny Way. Navalny was an opposition leader, an anti-corruption activist who led the political opposition against Russian President Vladimir Putin for more than a decade. Navalny died in a prison inside of the Arctic Circle, according to Russian authorities. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley sent a letter to his Republican colleagues in the Senate urging them to reauthorize the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, which is set to expire this spring. The Republican lawmaker from Missouri says without this critical funding, American victims of Manhattan Project-era radiation will be denied the compensation they need to treat diseases and cancers caused by the federal government's nuclear waste. Metro Transit customers who use the Central West End Metrolink station and or the Swansea Transit Center should be aware of upcoming construction work that may affect their commute. The West Stairway at the Central West End Metrolink station will be closed this weekend starting Friday evening to allow crews to perform maintenance work on the station platform. It will reopen on Sunday evening. Then on March 4th, Metro Transit will start a multi-phase maintenance and enhancement project at the Park Ride Lot at the Swansea Transit Center. This project is expected to take several months and includes resurfacing the lot, replacing bus loops, repairing sewer inlets, and other maintenance needs. The project is broken up into several phases to minimize the impact of construction to customers by focusing only on select areas during each phase. The region's most famous attraction is hiring. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The Gateway Arch team is hiring ahead of the busy spring and summer seasons. Bi-State Development Gateway Arch employees are eligible for a wide array of benefits, including a $500 hiring incentive, a free Metro Transit Pass, good for unlimited rides on Metrolink and Metro Bus, free employee parking at the designated local garage, as well as discounts and other perks. Open positions include Arch Tour Guide and Riverboat Captain. Visit gatewayarch.com slash jobs for a full list of the openings and to apply online. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. 63 degrees at 536. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. Here's our story. Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis, started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate you on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounters.com where our Our savings savings are your savings. savings. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today, stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. I'd like to give a shout-out to the window store, Larry Thornton and his son, Joe. Since they've been advertising on the Big 550 KTRS, the response from the listeners have been fantastic. If you're looking for windows or you're looking for doors, I would recommend going to the store, the window store. They sell windows and doors, and they do it 
better than anybody else in town. You see, it's a family-run business and has been a family-run business for all these many years. And guess what? They're really not into playing the game, the marketing game. Buy one, get seven free. Buy one, take 85% off the second one. No. Every window is energy efficient. There is no upselling. It includes everything you'll need. No gimmicks. One fair price. Take it or leave it. They are a great St. Louis company, and you probably know somebody they know. They've been around so long. The window store, whether it's vinyl windows, wood windows, or any type of entry door, the window store. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation, no-hassle bid. 314-739-0002 or wswindow.net. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 5.38 on the mark on this Tuesday morning, 27th of February. Once again, welcome aboard. Uh, Zach, I'd ask you to give me a weather report, but then you're going to tell me about all that bad stuff that's coming. Uh, can you cut some of that out and just give me the good stuff? Um, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. The listeners might be a little <laughs> upset with me. If I just skip over the skip over the bad part, then it's going to be 70 degrees this weekend. How about that? All right. Well, what do you got going? What do you got going on today? Well, and tomorrow. I it is sixty-three degrees outside right now. Partly sunny today and windy. High of eighty-two degrees this afternoon. Wind gusts today as high as thirty-five mile, miles an hour later this afternoon. Tonight, a massive cold front moves in after ten p.m. Temperatures drop down to a low of twenty-six degrees tonight. They're calling for some chance of thunderstorms as well. Spot showers, those storms, though, could be severe with hail and damaging winds possible. Again, the low tonight of right around 26, 25 degrees-ish as we head into tomorrow morning. It will be sunny tomorrow, but a high of just 39 degrees. Could see some snow flurries early this morning, or excuse me, early tomorrow morning as you head into work. Little to no accumulation is expected, but again, that rain is going to transition over to snow tomorrow morning as it turns sunny by mid-morning tomorrow. High of just 39 degrees on Wednesday, and again, windy tomorrow. Wind gusts are saying tomorrow is high as 37 miles an hour and a low of 21 degrees on Wednesday night. For Thursday, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 50 degrees and a low of 37 on Thursday night. Could see some showers late Thursday night into Friday with a high of 54 degrees on Friday and a low of 42 on Friday night. As we head into the weekend, Saturday sunny, 68 degrees the high on Saturday with a low of 55 on Saturday night. It's going to start out sunny on Sunday with a high of 75 and showers move in late Sunday night and continue into Monday with a high of 70. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. I'm showing 59 degrees here in rural Belleville. Sun up at 634, sundown at 550 this afternoon. Those winds have settled just a little bit. We're getting about nine miles an hour now. Uh, straight out of the south, humidity at 93%. Yeah, it's a little damp out there. We got a text on the text line, and we'd love to hear from the listeners. 84126. Roads in St. Peter's are all wet. So apparently there's been a little shower go through the area this morning. Hey, I got a question uh, for you. Yes, sir. Do you remember or can you remember a time recently, if ever, we've had a, uh, I mean, we're talking a 75 degree difference in wind chill in mm-hmm. a span of 15 hours and a 60 degree temperature change in 15 hours. Do Jack, you ever remember that happening? 
I can't tell you what the temperature was yesterday. Yeah, what are you talking yeah, <laughs> about? Ta- I'm old. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, back in 68 or 69, I remember. Uh, no, I have. I No, I, I don't remember. But, you know, here you're talking about where the, this cold weather. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get a load of this one. Prentice, Wisconsin this morning. It's 32 degrees there. They're calling for snow today. Wednesday, 6. Thursday, Five with a high of forty-one. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess it's we crazy. could be in Prentice, Wisconsin. Yeah, and then on Sunday it's sixty-three. There you go. Now you talk about those big swings mm-hmm. going from six degrees Wednesday morning to sixty-three on Sunday afternoon. This is crazy talk. I get, it's that time of the year. I, I understand that where this is possible. Let's see here. Let's look around and see what them other than northern boys are doing. Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's 35 degrees there this morning. They're going down to 14 tonight. Uh, Salisaw, Oklahoma, 67 there this morning. They're going up to 83. And let's see, where do they go tomorrow? They don't show me tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah, they're down to 35 tomorrow morning. Stephenville, Texas, 64 right now going to have a high of 90 yeah so there texas was going to be at 90s yeah yeah 90 degrees and then 40 on thursday (laughs) (laughs) so how do you adjust how do you you know and that's just like the 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 livestock i mean you know we we can take coats on and off where this livestock has absolutely no idea where this weather's going (laughs) yesterday morning there was about 50 turkeys in my front yard the toms were all buddied up with the hens, and mm. they think spring has sprung. Yeah. Boy, they're going to be surprised tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, there's a red flag warning out at the Lake of the Ozarks. Ooh. Yeah. Must be some big wind down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, until 6 a.m., additional wind advisories. Uh, yeah, so they're they're looking at some big wind down at the lake as well. Well, we'll get through all this. We'll keep you updated tomorrow morning. Who knows? It could be all different by tomorrow morning. Well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, yeah, the grain and stocks, uh, oilseed stock numbers came out. And, well, they're uh, kind of coming out with some forecasts for planting, production, supplies, demand, and prices for the three major crop commodities in this upcoming year. Rod Bain with the U.S. Department of Agriculture files the report. How many acres will be planted of what major commodity crop this year? USDA's outlook for 2024 includes... Of the three major crops, wheat acres are anticipated to see the largest decline in percentage terms during the 24-25 crop year, down 5% year-over-year to 47 million acres. Corn acres are anticipated to decline to 91 million acres in the upcoming crop year, 4% lower than 23-24. USDA economist Jake Villeman at this year's Ag Outlook Forum said lower prices for both wheat and corn are behind lower planting projections. However... Soybeans will buck the overall trend and rise nearly 5% to 87.5 million acres as rising demand for soy oil and biofuel and expanding crush capacity supports demand. The total planted acreage forecasted for all three crops in 2024, about 225.5 million acres. That's below last year's total of almost 228 million. Looking at the projected balance sheets for individual crops, starting with corn, 
which supplies are projected at a record 17.2 billion bushels, a sharply higher carry-in, more that's lower production, which is forecast at 15 billion bushels, 2% below last year's record level. Corn use is forecasted higher than the previous marketing year based on growth of domestic use and exports, while ethanol use is expected to increase marginally this year. At the end of the year, this leaves us with a carry-out of 2.5 billion bushels, the highest in 35 years. The notable aspects of the soybean balance sheet forecast for 2024-25. U.S. soybean production is forecast at a record 4.5 billion bushels in 2425, 8% higher than the current crop year. Exports are projected to rebound 9% to 1.9 billion bushels on global demand growth. Crush is expected to total 2.4 billion bushels, up 4% from the current crop year and reaching a record for the fourth consecutive year as domestic biofuel programs support demand. The result? Higher ending stocks projected for this marketing year. As for wheat supplies, total wheat supplies in 24-25 are forecast at nearly 2.7 billion bushels, 6% higher than 23-24. This reflects a higher expected carry-in and larger production. While in the wheat demand side of the ledger, the outlook is for steady food use, rising exports, and a higher carry-out. In the case of all three commodities, each are forecasted to have year-over-year decreases in the season-ending average price. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. And we talked about it yesterday, that carry-out number, carry-over number on corn seems to be putting the pressure on the market. We'll take a quick break. We'll have the Farm Bureau report right after this. You're selling your home, and I want to buy it. This is Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I am ready to pay top dollar for your home. No contingencies, no inspections, no monkey business. I buy your home no matter the condition or location, and you walk away with cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, properties.com. 547 on this uh, Tuesday morning. Well, SN Partners, yeah, they got the spring into green program going on right now, and it's time to spring into green with Seiden Stricker, Noby Partners. You bet, for a limited time, Put zero down, take home the John Deere tractor package of your dreams for 0% for 84 months. If you checked it out, get to the website, snpartners.com. Plus, you can save an additional $2,000 on model year 23 packages that are still available. The time to buy is now. Save green when you buy green this spring at Seiden Stricker Noby John Deere. SNPartners.com is the website to go to. That's SNPartners.com. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends 426 of 24. Are you worried about your budget for your new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne-Marie Bogus, the co-host of the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 and owner and designer of Anne-Marie Design Studio. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com, where you can use our budget calculator tool to see a preliminary breakdown for your project. See how we can transform your old drab kitchen or bath into the envy of your neighborhood at Anne-Marie Design Studio in Wildwood. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello. From the Illinois Farm Bureau in Bloomington, I'm Rita Frazier with the RFD Radio Network. In studio with Kevin Simlow, Executive Director, Governmental Affairs and Commodities, Illinois Farm Bureau. 
Let's start with Springfield, Kevin, and your takeaway from the governor's state of the state. The biggest thing is is, is there was some anticipation that was going to be a very tight budget. The governor spun a budget of a little over $54 billion uh, in spending. Um, he really pushed on some new programs he wants to push. Uh, and at the end of the day, his budget uh, says that there would be about uh, 180 to $200 million of a surplus, as we know. Uh, budgets are always funny when it depends on what month you pick your revenue estimates based off of and what the economy does. And so uh, we'll see what happens and how much more money the General Assembly wants to add to his budget. They never seem to take away from it, but they always seem to want to add stuff into it, which sometimes is okay. You've been in Springfield a long time, Kevin. I mean, how, how does it how, how does Illinois fare compared to years past, you know, this time of year and, and given uh, the budget and, and, and particularly what it could mean for, for ag and Department of Ag, et cetera? Well, I mean, if we go back even even in the short history four or five years ago, the state uh, bond rating was in the tank. It was just completely horrible. Um, we were one step above junk bond status. Um, over the last several years, the bond rating has increased, I believe, nine steps. Um, we're still, still not really top grade A bond ratings, but we're much better where we're. And what does that mean for the line when the state does borrow money, which it does because they have to for capital projects and just operating things? Um, they can go out, of course, and get a much cheaper interest rate, which saves taxpayers money. So from that standpoint, I think uh, it's a good reflection of um, some decent fiscal managing um, and I think just being blessed with some uh, extra revenues coming in because the economy bouncing back. Uh, it's probably more of that because the, you got to always remember the three biggest revenue sources in the state of Illinois are the income tax, the corporate income tax, and the sales tax. And if the economy is doing well, then the state coffers collect more money because everyone else is doing well. So uh, I think it's more of a reflection of the economy than uh, probably than the, the actual budgeting practices. All right. We've been talking bills the last few weeks. Your state team earning their keep <laughs> the last few days. Always earning their keep. There's lots of issues out there. Um, of course, we had our governmental affairs leadership conference this week where we had uh, almost 400 farm leader, uh, farm bureau leaders come in and talk about issues and stuff. And uh, timing couldn't have been perf- more perfect. Uh, there was a very controversial bill uh, that, that popped up uh, for a hearing this week. Uh, it was House Bill 1468. And what that bill did is it basically took it, – it, it's a simple bill. Uh, it's a very short bill. It's less than one page. It says, we shall adopt all the same regulations for diesel emissions and air emissions that California has. And we will follow California's laws to the T. If they change their laws through their process, which is a very complex bureaucratic system, um, we would adopt those same policies. So no looking at what Illinois has, no looking at what our, our, our infrastructure would look like, and this really would hit the, uh, the trucking industry very hard because it starts to phase out um, older trucks. And as we know, many of our uh, farmers out there, you, you buy used trucks because you don't use them all the time. You use them a short period of time. And so you, you, you're willing to go out and buy something that's got a million and a half, two million miles on it because it's reliable. I um, mean, you use it through the season. You put some repairs in it. This at, at the end of the window in about 2035 would pretty much make those trucks illegal and you'd have to remove them. And uh, it's the California plan really pushes for uh, electric vehicles to be used. And so that philosophy would be just plopped down. Um, there was rumors in the hearing that it was going to come out of committee. Um, we got to remember that there's a lot of politicking going on right now before the primary, uh, and some of these issues play into those, and we think this was one of those. But uh, we really tried to push hard uh, to make sure that this bill wasn't 
uh, called in committee. We were successful this last week that uh, after the uproar between farmers and truckers across the state of Illinois, that uh, all that was put on hold and the committee was canceled. Uh, doesn't mean it's not going to come back, but it gives us a good shot to keep working on this and laying the groundwork that if it is called in committee, we can hopefully defeat it in committee. Kevin Simlow, Illinois Farm Bureau. Here's what Illinois farmer John Griffel has to say about farmweeknow.com. It gives you a whole wealth of data. You can go through and look at your markets in your local areas. You can look at the weather for your area. The wealth of information on there is pretty exceptional. I look mainly for ease of use, and it's very easy to use. It's very straightforward, very understandable. I have three minutes while the feeders roll one. I can look and look through those options and just keep up to date with a couple minutes a day. Farmweeknow.com. All ag, all Illinois, all you need. Thanks, Rita. As always, great stuff there. And Zach, uh, real quick on that uh, trucking bill that they were talking about there at the end in California, uh, coming to Illinois, that they were not, you would not be allowed after 2025, I believe it is, you would not be allowed to license a truck older than 2010. That's, I mean, that's not all that old. It's of not a that truck. old, yeah. Not that old, but yeah, that would really make it rough on the farming community. Uh, 5.53, let's give me a weather forecast there, a quick one there, Zach. 63 degrees outside right now, partly sunny today and windy, high of 82 degrees, wind gusts as high as 35 miles an hour. Temperatures drop out tonight, lows in the mid-20s, some spot thunderstorms possible. That's going to turn over to snow late tonight into early tomorrow morning. Windy tomorrow as well, again, wind gusts as high as 37 miles an hour on Wednesday. Sunny and cold, high of just 39 degrees on Wednesday with a low of 22 on Wednesday night. Then on Thursday, mostly sunny and a high of 50. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Bining with the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Zach. I'm showing 60 degrees now here in rural Belleville. Winds are still coming in out of the south at 9 miles an hour. Sun up at 634 and sundown this afternoon at 550. Well, the planting season is upon us. The long hours, the unpredictable weather, rising cost of inputs. Yeah, equipment failure. It always seems to break down when you're using it. Well, no matter the season, the ag industry faces these pressures. And if you're feeling overwhelmed or hopeless, there is help. They are there for you. You can call or text the Farm Family Resource Initiative helpline at 833-FARM-SOS. Yeah, there's no cost to call. 833-FARM-SOS. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. Don't look now. The weather's about to turn nice. Spring is right around the corner, and you are going to want some extra outlets in the garden, in the back, in the basement, in the garage, wherever it may be. You know who you call? Baldy Electric. They just got finished working in my garage. They put some extra outlets in there, some 110s and 220s. I don't really know what that means. All I know is I needed them. They also put a car charger in there. Baldy Electric had their professional installers come out. They couldn't have been any easier to work with, couldn't have been any nicer, couldn't have been any more professional. Residential, commercial, an old Victorian home or a brand-new commercial building, Baldy Electric is who you want to call. Since 1996, licensed electricians, they're all OSHA certified, they're all LEED certified, BaldyElectric.com, 314-968-9999, Baldy Electric or BaldyElectric.com, 314-968-9999. It's spring. Let's get charged with BaldyElectric.com, pun intended. Hi, it's the Medicare man, Ryan Raphael. I want to first thank all of the wonderful listeners for allowing me to help them with their important Medicare decisions. If you are approaching 65 or retiring soon, I will help you figure out what to do and when to do it. 
I am fully aware of the endless literature, calls, and TV commercials people are bombarded with every day. I can help you navigate the Medicare maze with easy to understand and accurate info. If you are currently on a Medicare plan, do not hesitate to reach out if you want to compare and make sure you have the right plan for your needs. Many are unaware there are often enrollment periods other times of the year you can possibly take advantage of. If you need help, call me, the Medicare man, Ryan Raphael, at 314-368-6808 or visit MedicareManSTL.com. 314-368-6808. Is your IRS tax debt making you feel anxious? The professionals at Allies Tax Relief are ready to negotiate your fresh start. Call them now at 800-230-5174. Uh, 5.57, we are just about out of time. Taking a quick look at the trade in the overnight. We're about a penny higher in the corn trade. With the nearby March at 4.07, at least we're back out of that $3 hole. Over on the soybeans, we're double-digit up there by 12 cents right down the board. We'll keep an eye on those numbers and have an update at 10 and 12. We're out of here. That means McGraw's in the wings. Back tomorrow morning with any luck at all at 5. Is not yet official. Sales seem to be lagging and returns are surging. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. If you buy an Apple Vision Pro headset, you have 14 days to return it, no questions asked. The headset went on sale February 2nd. There was that initial rush to buy, but for many, the two weeks are up, which may explain why there's just a huge wave of returns. Buyers say that the headset is clunky and front-heavy, making it uncomfortable to wear. Others say it gives them headaches. Still, others claim eye strain and motion sickness. But moving beyond the physical issues, many customers say that the headset just doesn't do enough, meaning after shelling out four grand, they expect more. The jury is still out on the Apple Vision Pro. My best advice is to hold tight and wait for the Apple Vision Pro 2. Join a half a million folks who get tech smart the fun way with my newsletter at getkim.com.